Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. After last Saturday's study, we learned to evaluate the quality of prepared liposomes from various parameters. Parameters we discussed include appearance, size distribution, layering, surface charge, permeability, electrical conductivity, presence, and stability of degradation products. The multidimensional characterization of the quality of liposomes is to ensure that liposome products are successfully applied in many fields. Liposomes have been widely studied as a drug delivery system in the pharmaceutical bioindustry. Therefore, we will explain and summarize their interactions with cells and biological systems today. Where do we start, Dr. Smith? Well, liposomes interact with cells after they reach the organism through various routes of administration. The main forms include intermembrane transport, contact drug release, adsorption, fusion, and endocytosis. Among them, endomembrane transport involves the lipid exchange process of cell membranes. We can start with these modes of action and explain their characteristics respectively. Okay, so, what is a must-know about liposome's interaction with cells? From lipid exchange, lipids themselves are less water-soluble, so liposomes and cell membranes can exchange lipid molecules. In biological systems, several proteins can significantly increase this exchange. This exchange rate is higher if the liposomes are in the liquid crystal phase or have shorter hydrocarbon chains. Some smaller liposomes are adsorbed extracellularly, largely independent of membrane fluidity. If the adsorbed liposomes leak, part of the encapsulated material can enter the cell by diffusion. When it comes to fusion, liposomal vesicles and cell membranes are typically fused through an intermediate. The intermediate can be an inverted micelle or a short lipid handle. However, this fusion process is rather rare. Methods to increase the fusion rate are becoming more and more mature in the research process. The most important interaction is endocytosis, in which cells engulf adsorbed or bound vesicles into endosomes. When fused with lysozyme, lysozyme provides a disintegrating agent that digests liposomes and their possible cargo. A rather different interaction has been observed between erythrocytes and cationic liposomes. Why is this interaction different from the ones you just mentioned? Because red blood cells are virtually inert to any internalization, they can still engulf cationic liposomes. During the adsorption process, the liposomes surrounding the membrane are adsorbed and the liposomes are directly internalized. Increasing ionic strength reversibly reduces the liposomal phagocytosis switch of erythrocyte lipids. In addition to the above, certain detergents and ionophores can induce transient phosphate rock and several other as yet undiscovered interactions, 
especially with certain cells. What decide how liposomes interact with cells in the body? It depends on the route of administration. Orally administered liposomes are generally digested in the digestive tract in the presence of low pH, the washing action of lipase, and bile salts. With further understanding of the mechanical and colloidal stability of liposomes, more reliable liposomes can be prepared. Topically administered liposomes are mostly dry and break down on the surface. Liposomes, administered by injection into various body fluids, interact with ions and molecules in the environment. Administration into the blood generally results in rapid sequestration of liposomes into cells of the reticuloendothelial system, mainly fixed macrophages of the liver and spleen. This is due to plasma globulin and complement cascade protein opsonization. How long does it take for liposomes to reach the liver from the time they enter the body? Typically, most liposomes enter the liver within one minute to one hour, depending on the formulation. Larger liposomes are more likely to be retained by the spleen, the third organ, in which liposomes reside in the bone marrow and circulating monocytes. Some are also taken up by lymph nodes and deep skin macrophages. Phagocytosis was recently found to be reduced using sterically stabilized liposomes. Cationic liposomes are more reactive because the surfaces and particles of living systems are negatively charged. Immediately after administration, they adsorb to the nearest surface or become encapsulated by plasma proteins. So, will cationic liposomes be toxic after they are delivered to the body? Since biological systems are mostly negatively charged, two distinct toxicities can be imagined arising from cationic liposomes and liposomes. Cationic surfactants are well known for their bactericidal effects on viruses, bacteria, fungi, spores, protozoa, and invertebrates. At the colloidal level, positively charged particles can cause aggregation, flocculation, thrombosis, or platelet aggregation. At the molecular level, these lipids can act as surfactants, causing membrane solubilization, perforation, hemolysis, and altering the properties of membranes and the membrane proteins, in which they are inserted. Inhibition of protein kinase C by cationic lipids is the most classic example. Can these toxicities you mentioned be overcome? Although colloidal toxicity seems inevitable, biodegradation can mostly reduce toxicity at the molecular level. Colloid toxicity is dependent on the interaction of cationic particles and plasma. This interaction may be different for liposomes and genomes containing different lipids. For example, we observed that the two liposomes and their prepared genomes showed significant differences in vitro plasma stability assays. One liposome flocculated within seconds, while the other took hours to observe flocculation. Liposomes exhibit faster sedimentation rates than genomic bodies, which can be understood by their lower surface charge. In what ways can the differences between different cationic lipids be described? This difference can be described in terms of kinetics of adsorption and aggregation with oppositely charged particles. Such systems may show prolonged stability and reduced colloidal toxicity if adsorption of albumin and some other macromolecules is faster than colloidal aggregation upon systemic administration. How is toxicity produced by liposomes detected? Conventional liposomes are usually tested for toxicity by hemolysis, thrombosis, and cytotoxicity assays. In addition, the effect of liposomes on phagocytic activity and pyrogenicity of the reticuloendothelial system will be examined. To date, these studies have been performed with cationic liposomes. 
Is the current research on improving the safety of cationic liposomes mature? Extensive safety research has been conducted in many organizations. Some of these studies compared the toxicity or cytotoxicity of different cationic liposomes. Few data are available on the cytotoxicity of the complexes. In general, it is thought that reducing the positive charge by adding large amounts of DNA reduces overall toxicity. DNA is a powerful activator of the complement system, especially when it is contaminated. Most liposomes have been found to activate complement, and the reduced charge of DNA complexation increases the depletion of complement proteins. Is naked DNA toxic under systemic administration? Naked DNA is not toxic when administered systemically. However, in complexes with cationic liposomes, cytotoxicity can be observed. Generally speaking, toxicity is proportional to the positive charge. The safety of cationic liposomes in vivo is even less known. Although most reports concluded that no adverse effects were observed and the animals tolerated the treatment well, a thorough evaluation of various tissues for pathology, swelling, bleeding, inflammation, and appearance should be performed. Okay, today, we've discussed the interaction between liposomes and cells and the toxicity of cationic liposomes. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.